0: Welcome back to my youtube channel. My name is Bibi Babatunde Ikotun. I'm a faith and lifestyle content creator living in Ontario, Canada. If this is your first time stopping by, you're welcome. Happy to meet you. If you're a returning subscriber, shout out to you. You're the best. So by the topic of today, you already know what I'll be sharing three bible verses that changed my life and when i say changed my life i really means changed my perspective changed my devotion changed my relationship with god it just changed everything about me and we'll go right into it and i'll also be sharing why they changed me so the first scripture i'm going to be putting everything on the screen the first scripture is second corinthians um chapter five from 18 to 21 and it says i'm reading nkjv that's the new king james version it says now all things are of god who has reconciled us to himself through jesus christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation that is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed us to the word of reconciliation now then we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us we implore you on Christ's behalf be reconciled to God For it made him who knew no sin to be seen for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And how did this scripture change my mind, right? For a very long time, as a little child, i had this opinion or this belief system that every scene i committed there was an angel up in heaven that has a whiteboard specifically for me so if i told a lie the angel was gonna write it on the wall bb lied if i stole money bb stole money if i did anything like the angels writing it down and then at the end of the day before i go to bed i kneel by my bedside and pray god if there's anything i've committed today indeed in words in thoughts in actions please have mercy on me and the reason why i was really doing that is because i felt like what if i died right what if i died in my sleep or sometimes i pray that prayer as well if i'm about to take a road trip or just do anything in general that felt like there wasn't a guarantee that i was gonna leave so that way the angel in heaven upon hearing my prayer would look at god and say oh god she has apologized and god would be like yeah wipe it wipe it down and then wipe it down and the same thing <laughs> repeats itself over and over again but when i came in contact with this verse and i'll just read that part that says it says that now all things are of god who has reconciled us to himself through jesus christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation that is that god was in christ reconciling the world to himself not imputing their trespasses to them that is mind-blowing so what he's saying is that god is not counting my sins against me there is no board there is nothing where god is keeping records of my offenses that really changed the way i saw god that even changed the way i pray that also changed my just understanding my standing with god right i didn't feel like every time i sinned that put like a trillion yards between me and god from god's side right every time i sing is like i cannot behold this creature get away from me whereas the scripture says that god was in christ that is god came down in form of a man to reconcile me you and everyone in the world to himself and he's not counting our sins against us and we see it in different sides of scripture we see it in Hosea, where he says i'll throw their sins into the sea of forgetfulness right do you understand like god is not counting our sins against us and not just like blew my ride, bah and you may be listening and said, oh so did this mean that you went ahead to keep sinning because god is not counted? of course not if you understand the essence of god's grace you know like that is indeed the enablement to keep going and keep doing better it's just like when um for example you were charged to court on an account of killing someone or maybe you were owing 300 billion dollars and you could not pay and you were charged to god and the prosecutor was like oh she's owing we need to throw her in jail he's owing we need to throw him in jail and a nice lovely stranger walks in and asks oh what did she do what did he do and they're like oh she or he is owing three hundred billion dollars and cannot pay. And the stranger was like, you know what, I'm gonna pay. Like, take he cuts the check, it clears, and the court releases me and I'm like free. So if tomorrow that stranger asked me to jump my question would not be how high if tomorrow someone comes and tells me oh that stranger you need to do something to harm them something to hurt them my answer is going to be no because this stranger had a choice and they chose to bail me out from my own mistake from my own sin do you understand like i would live my life wanting to repay that stranger so if the stranger says oh I did that because I loved you, even though you didn't know me. I know you. I've known you since you were born. I've known you since you were formed in your mother's womb. I've followed your journey, which is why when I saw on the news that you were owing, I had to get down there to pay. Like, if the person says, oh, don't lie. Don't lie to me. Don't lie to others. You'd be like, yeah, for sure. Like, you would want to live your whole life just wanting to make it up to that person it can look like pleasing them making them happy whatever it can be right that's just kind of like it's not a perfect analogy but just an analogy that helps like god gave his life for you and for me and in the giving of his life he offered me and you forgiveness of sins that is our past our present our future sins are forgiven because mind you when he paid this sacrifice we were not yet in the picture we considered were considered future sin right so he paid the price for you and I so we can have what eternal life in him and our sins have been forgiven we're free we're like it's it's just mind-blowing and the reason i just love that scripture is like it makes me understand that god is not counting my sins against me and after that he has now given me this message to go out and tell the world like hey I'm a representative of god he has made me his ambassador and i'm here to tell you that god is not angry with you and i'm here to tell you that god is not counting your sins against you and i'm here to tell you that all you have to do is believe like that's my job now i received something and now it's time for me to share that thing i've received so that really changed my devotion like when i'm talking to god i don't feel like there is something separating me from god i don't feel like god is angry with me because when someone is angry with you you're going it's going to be really hard for you to want to talk to them right when you feel like oh i messed up maybe i should avoid god for a little bit then something happens and you're like okay i need to run back to god it's telling me that i never at any point in time, have to run away from God because He's not counting my sins against me, He's not angry with me, He loves me, and that knowledge drives me to seek Him more, to love Him more, to just, yeah, live a life that is glorifying to His name. So, we'll move to the second scripture that changed my life, and this verse is Philippians 2 12 to 13. It's a very popular one, and I'm reading NKJV. It says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed not as in my presence only but now much more in my absence work out your salvation with fear and trembling for it is God who works in you to will and to do for his good pleasure who do I even need to talk you can see why this verse would change someone's life right this is the apostle paul in prison he had written a letter to the church in philippine philippe i i, I don't know the exact n- name of that area but you get the gist philippa I don't know whatever, but you get the just he had written this letter to them, it was in chain and it was teaching them a lot, teaching them about rejoicing, teaching them about joy, teaching them about contentment. He had taught them a lot in this chapter, and then in chapter two, it says, Therefore, my beloved, right? As you've always obeyed, that means their obedience was not like a hidden thing, they were obedient to God's word, right? It says, continue to work out and a lot of people mistake this scripture and when they want to talk about good works they use it they use the scriptures to talk about good works but in an albeit very funny way they say work out but what they're really trying to say is work for right they want to say you have to walk oh you've been saved but no salvation is the passport your works is the visa to make it to hell, like you're trying to but when something says work out it means something has been worked into you right when you gave your life or rather when you believed christ when you believed the gospel full of your salvation a spirit was worked into you so when scripture says work out your salvation it's not telling you to work for it it's not telling you to work hard to try to impress God and that just blew my mind like you mean to tell me that I am not working to impress God I am not working to please God everything he wants me to do he has put in me by his spirit mind blowing like this and you can probably hear it on the sound of my voice i'm getting so excited this scripture just makes me really really happy because i am working out what god has worked into me and my favorite part of this chapter is verse 13 right It says, for it is god who works in you but to do his will and to do his good pleasure damn means i'm not the one doing the pressure is not on me. The pressure is on the spirit of God that he has put inside of me. My own part is to you that submit. So I'm not waking up every day thinking, oh, da da How can I please God today? How can I show God that I love him? How-? No, 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 no. My response is as the spirit. Of God lays things in my heart to do, I simply yield and submit. You know, many times as believer, we feel like, Oh my God, there's so much I need to do, or I need to show God that I love Him, I need to do this. Like, we, we make it seem like it's our effort, we make it feel like it's by our strength or by our power. No, that we have to do it on our own, we have to work at. It. So, when God sees us, we like, Ah, my child, I'm very proud of you. But no, 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 it's the flip. God put his spirit in us, we see that in Ephesians 1, 13 to 14, that God has put his spirit in us when we believed the gospel of our salvation. He sealed us with his Holy Spirit, so we have the spirit of us, Christ in me. So what God wants to do in me, he does by his spirit in me. So there is no pressure. I am not trying to struggle, it's not a hustling, we We're not coming to a hustling mentality. It's that God is working in me. So my ability to love God and to love others is by His Spirit in me. My ability to continually live a life of righteousness that is pleasing and acceptable in the sight of God is by His Spirit in me. <gasps> This changed my perspective. So when I wake up in the morning, I say to myself, the Spirit of God is at work in me. But to do God's will and do God's pleasure is not by my power, is not, think about it. Salvation is by grace through faith. Why would anything else in our spiritual work be by works? there's a conversation there's a different and i'll probably do a video about good works there's a different conversation when it comes to words because that good works is also by his spirit because scripture says in philippians 2 verse 13 for god is at work in you god is our work in me but to do his will and his good pleasure and that just makes me so excited because what it simply means is that i'm partnering with god i'm letting god use my mouth i'm letting god use my hands i'm letting god use my heart but like i'm allowing god to love people through me i am not forcing it i am not forcing forgiveness i am not forcing miracles i am not forcing good works i'm not forcing anything i am simply allowing god work through me because christ lives in me <gasps> mind-blowing i love it so much i can talk so much more about that scripture but it really changed my perspective that when it comes to things like evangelism my reaction is like oh it's not oh, do i really have to do it? like oh, no 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 it's like oh my god god wants to minister his love through me i am available I am a willing vessel. I yield. God tells me something. Oh, minister to that person. Let them know that they are concerned. I hear it. I'm you not know, saying, oh, I'm so self-conscious. Why should I go and talk to somebody? I don't know. I'm saying, oh my God, God wants to encourage someone through me. Use me. You know many times you're like, I use me, Lord, use me, Lord, use me, Lord. It simply is working in you. Our part is to yield and to submit to those promptings to those leading, and sometimes you might miss it you may make mistakes but no don't become condemned don't feel ashamed don't feel like oh my god i missed an opportunity to be a blessing to someone nah, 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 nah. there would always be opportunities just keep submitting and just keep yielding. all right so let me move i want this video to be pretty short so the last scripture that changed my life and my and improved my devotion is First John four eighteen to nineteen. It says, "There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us." I want to say something, but I don't know if you guys will agree. But do you know that it's actually quite impossible for us on our effort to love God? What does God God want to use your love to do? But it's understanding that the reason why you feel so much admiration and awe is first because you've received the love of God. If you've not received the love of God in your heart, it is quite frankly impossible for you to love Him. Right, because receiving the love of God means receiving the Spirit of God, and it's by spirit that you can do things that are pleasing to God. If you don't have God's spirit, that is, if you've not believed the gospel, nothing you do is pleasing or acceptable to Him because it's by flesh, right? It's by your power, it's by your energy. But when you have the Spirit of God, right? We see in Ezekiel 36 26, it talks about I will put in you a new heart and a new spirit, and your desires will be after my desires. And that's what God did for us in Christ, right? When we believed the gospel, right? The gospel being that God so loved the world that He decided to become a man and dwell amongst us, and He laid His life down. He was, He was murdered. He was killed. He was—I mean, they didn't kill Him because He laid His life down. He died. He was buried. He resurrected on the third day, and gave us his spirit right that's like that's the message of the gospel that we believe in what christ has done. believe that jesus christ is god and he did all of that to show that he loves you and he loves me and he has given us power and authority over debt so as a believer you don't fear debt because why christ conquered debt and debt is now a lie because in him we have eternal life so when it says perfect loss cast out fear it's talking about how There is no fear in your relationship with God, right? You know this in Christ alone song, it says there's this line, it says, no guilt in life, no fear in death. Jesus commands my destiny. So it's like, as a believer, you'll be afraid of death. No, 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 no. You are not afraid of death. At the same time, you are not in a hurry to die because this long life he has given you, he said it is what I will satisfy you with it. So there's nothing, do you understand? There's nothing to be afraid of. Death is a lie, it has been conquered, right? And everything that we do for God or towards God or in recognition of his work in us is because we've received his love. You no, know, when people say, I love God, I just want to show God I love him. God is saying, rest in my own love first. When you have rested, when you have grasped the revelation of how much I love you, then you can begin to do things to show that you love. And how can you really show that you love God? It's by loving people, right? Scripture says you can't say you love God and you hate your enemy. No, you can't use your same mouth and say, God, I love you, I honor you, I worship you, and you're backbiting and gossiping and wishing that your enemies will fall down and die. That is sort of cognitive dissonance if you think about it. So yeah, this is just I I just love that scripture like it just reminds me that everything I do is because first Christ first did there's nothing that I initiate when it comes to God like I I Initiate who am I? No, 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 no Christ did something. I am a participator I enjoy it. He did the work. My own is to come and enjoy Enjoy the love of God and allow God love people through me like yeah that really changed my life and these three verses they changed my life they improved my dis- my devotion like when i wake up in the morning prayer and bible study is not a thing of a body like oh my god i have to read my bible oh my god i have to pray if i don't pray i'm not really and i a stand. understand it's like i'm going there excited because that desire to want to spend time with the love of my life that desire to want to spend time in god's word is verted by his spirit in me because god is at work in me right my desire to want to give to people to want to be a source of comfort and edification god is at work in me i can do all that because i am free there is no guilt holding me back there is no sin holding me back absolutely nothing holding me back because i am free in christ my sins have been forgiven and this also can be for you if you're watching this and you feel as though you can't speak comfortably or confidently about all these things that i'm saying because you feel like oh you're not in a good place with god or maybe you don't even have a guarantee assurance of eternal life like after this world where will you be can you say with your hands on your chest that i know that i will be with god right if you can't say all these things and i just want to tell you one thing and i don't need you to do anything but i'll just say it to you and i speak it to your heart and i hope that you believe it i just want to let you know that god loves you so much he loves you he knows you by your name he's so intentional about you and he has shown that love towards you that he came in form of a man named Jesus he laid his life down he was buried he resurrected on the third day for you and if you believe these things I just said if you put your faith in these things that I just said if you can trust that God actually did this for you then you are saved You are saved. It's that easy. Just believe it. You're saved. And now that you're saved, you're a child of God, and you have the Spirit of God within you, and you're a citizen of heaven. You don't have to wait until the last day to know where you belong. Now you are permanently a part of God's family. And I want to say welcome. So if you believed what I just said, just leave a comment below or reach out to me via email, BibiLamont04, so I can pray with you. I can direct you to a church or a place where you can grow and learn. in your faith but yeah welcome to god's family i'm so so happy for you and i pray that god will continue to just reveal his love and reveal himself to you in jesus mighty name amen if you've walked up until this point i am so happy that you did you're the best i love you so much until next time bye don't forget to smash that subscribe button hit like leave a comment and share share on instagram on facebook on twitter on your whatsapp status i love when you share my content till next time bye and remember god is not angry with you bye